0: bill michaels show final hour of the program on this wednesday happy hump day to you as uh we're going to eventually start looking forward and moving forward for uh for the uh, nfc and afc championship games and that's going to be a bit of a discussion on 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 thursday and on friday more so than anything don't forget thursday night coming up it's the bill michaels huddle and it's brought to you by our we're going to be at the root river center down in Franklin, Wisconsin, coming up on Thursday night. And it's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Going to be uh, down there. I also want to say hi to uh, Jake and uh, Stefan, not Stephen, but Stefan, who uh, said hi to me this morning over at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, good sponsor too. But uh, both guys uh, just sitting there pumping gas. I just can't believe it. Can't believe it. Can't believe it, unit. Can't believe it. I know. I wanted to make sure I wrote it down. I wanted to make sure I said hi to those guys. Excuse me, over at uh, our friends at Quick Trip. Terrific place. Quick Trip, absolutely uh, awesome. Uh, Love that place. Um, Adrian says, me being a Niners fan, would love to have Aaron Rodgers in the fold. He also says, the Packers lost, blame the coach. Niners have a good defense, not great. Don't get crazy. They got a good front. Their secondary is not great. Packers secondary is better than their secondary is. And uh, we cannot forget, for those that want to blame the loss on the offense, don't forget, man. I mean, (laughs) the the special teams stunk. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. The special teams were awful. 877-867-1670. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's talk to Bob. Bob, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill. How are you? I'm good. Just thank you so much for taking my call. It's always a
1: pleasure to talk to you, sir. It's, uh, it, it, it just uh, takes away one thing that I've got on my bucket list. Always to talk to you. I just wanted to – and and before I forget, late condolences for your father's passing and Elmo. I lost my dad about uh, three years ago. He was a diehard Packer fan, and his house was even green and gold, as a matter of fact.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: uh, So anyway, but my condolences, sir. I I got I got a point I want to make and love to have you comment on it, but first, you know, I listened to all these people tweeting in and and calling in and so on, and it looks like they – they almost got a bone to pick with Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I was as disappointed as everybody. But I think a lot of this is coming from the fact that, that you know, the, the loss is still pretty bitter yet. And, uh, and, and to me, it just proves that any given team can, can be beat on any given Sunday. And it was just our turn in the barrel to get beat. Uh, I'm not making excuses for a poor performance, that's for sure. But, uh, and I do think that uh, the special teams coach needs to go. Uh, and, and that's all there is to it. He had half the season to get things straightened around, and he never did. But here's my point I'd like you to comment on is, is that yep. for basically three decades, 30 years, we've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and we got only two Super Bowls to show for it. And how many MVPs, uh, and, and so on. Is this more of a, of a problem with the GM? Is it more of a problem with the director of player personnel, the coaches? Uh, the players, or the quarterbacks? Because for the life of me, I've thought about this and thought about it. For me personally, I think it's a coaching. because uh, and, and LaFleur, to me, is just a mediocre coach. He's, he's riding on the coattails of Aaron Rodgers just the way, uh, far, the way McCarthy did with uh, far and Aaron Rodgers. And so uh, that's just my thought about it. But I'd love to hear your comments.
0: Yeah, you know what? I appreciate the phone call, and thanks so much for the, uh, for the thoughts. Um, we won't know how good of a coach LaFleur is, obviously, until after Rodgers is gone. Then you'll find out how good he is and the personnel and all that kind of stuff. I think in LaFleur's first year, they were – remember, he took over for McCarthy – and that team was bad. So when you when you take over and you turn it around immediately and lift that cloud, there's, you're doing something right. Remember. So in his first three years, thirteen and three, thirteen and three, and thirteen and four. So. He, there, there's something to be said for whatever it is he's doing, whatever it is he's doing to relate himself to his guys, he's doing it well. I, I'm, I'm not taking that away from him. Where you can look at um, the failures in the postseason, you kind of take it individually and look at the teams. The first year, their defense stunk. They just didn't have a way to, to defensively stop the run. They were bad in the trenches. And that's personnel. Goody saw it and started to address it. Last year, they should have won that game. They did everything they could to win the game. Defensively, they weren't as good as they were this year. This year, they were a much, much better defensive team. Last year, last year of Petten, you know, with the coordinator and calling the plays and all that kind of you know, they were okay. But we saw Tom Brady do Tom Brady stuff. And he does it to everybody, so you can't just say it's just the Packers. He does it to everybody. But Rodgers made some mistakes. And don't forget, Aaron Jones coughed up the football. That, that to me, changed the tide of the game. That fumble changed the tide of the game, much like the Mercedes Lewis fumble changed the tide of the game. So we can't just look at it and go, Rodgers and LaFleur stink. They were moving the football. Mercedes dropped the football, things changed. Took the air right out of their sails. Offense never seemed to get back on track. It, it started to get where there was a lot of pressure on Rodgers. They were trying to take away the short game. Rodgers didn't have enough time to set up and consistently look downfield. They were pretty much bracket cover coverage or double coverage on Devontae all day long. And there were a few times where you could see Lazard break open or Cobb break open in a split second. But for the most part, it was there wasn't a lot available. And then when there was, Rogers just didn't look at him. So that was on Rodgers. But then A.J. Dillon went down with the, rib, the broken rib, and that changed the game because they did not have the ground and pound anymore. They didn't have the guy that got wide, and they didn't have the guy that could take it up the gut. They were doing a really good job at sealing the edges, and not giving Aaron Rodgers a lot of escapability or time. So they did a great job. But the special team sucked. I mean, bad, bad, bad. They should have won that game. We should be talking about this team right now playing the Rams at Lambeau Field. I mean, even, and I said this immediately after, if you would have failed in one part of that game, Say Mercedes doesn't cough the ball up and they score. Okay. Say Rodgers is good and the offense is normal and they put up 20 points or whatever, like they normally do. Even with bad special teams, they win the game. Or say special teams is good, but the offense played exactly the way they played. They still win the game. Special teams gave away 10 points. Think about it 13 to 10, you lost by. It. So had special teams play just, just adequate, they win the game. But you couldn't have two-thirds of your team fail and win the game. That's the problem. So is it coaching? Yeah, LaFleur probably could have done more in the offensive line, maybe changed up a few things play-call-wise, gotten Roger's ear a little bit, who knows. Um, personnel? If I'm going to blame personnel, I'm going to talk about not changing back to what got you there on the offensive line because you had a quality guy in Yash Nyman just sitting there. They didn't go back to him. The offensive line proved to be pretty porous. He was just sitting there, and they didn't go back to him for whatever reason. That's coaching. Coaching on the special teams. That's coaching. You know Why are you lining up Oren Burks as a lineman? I, I have no idea. But all of that played into this. So a couple years ago, personnel, last year they went toe-to-toe and just blew it. You figure they would have learned from it coming into this season, and they didn't, and special teams, which we saw all season long be problematic, pretty much reared its ugly head to the worst possible length at the worst possible time. That's it. Um. Eight seven seven, eight six seven, sixteen seventy. Uh John says Niners did not get lucky. They played uh all phases and uh, the full sixty minutes, uh they've been on a tear for weeks. No, look, I, I said they're coming into the game. I thought the Packers would win by ten. I really put it this way, if the Packers if the Packers special teams don't give it up, they win by ten. It would have been it would have been uh what well no, they would have won by seven. It would have been ten to three. Would, would've, yeah, it would have been ten to three. But they they gave up 10 points on special teams. Maybe more, really. Niners didn't get lucky. They played a solid game. They they schemed the Packers. Their coaching staff out-schemed the Packers because they said, look, if we can't win going against this defense and we're not going to be able to move the ball we, the way we want to and we can't – we're, we're going to slow down Rodgers and company, you know, and maybe get a, a turnover here. And that's what they did. But what they did was they said, look, we can get points off of this crappy special teams. They blocked a field goal, blocked a punt, touchdown. They they that was issues all night long. Thirteen point swing easy. So yeah, they 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 knew what they were doing. Give the Niners all the credit in the world. I don't think the Niners, even though Shanahan owns McVay. I think right now the uh, the Rams are rolling. And the Niners coming into that contest had won nine out of their last 11. They've now won 10 of their last 12. You're right. Down the stretch when they had to win, it's all coming together for them. We saw Kittle make big plays. We th- we thought Kittle would have a couple of, of key catches in this game, and they did. They did exactly what they needed to do. They The Niners... The, the Niners have a grit to them. They may not have belief in every phase of the game, but they got belief in their coach, and they come up big in big moments. Now we'll see if that magic continues or if it runs out. We'll see if it runs out. W- but think about it this way. Whoever wins the NFC stays right there. Think about that. They stay right there because you're going to be back again in two weeks. Same, same stadium, SoFi Stadium. Whoever wins that game, that, there you go. That's you. That's all you. 877 867 1670 Head us up more of the Bill Michael show next. Covering Wisconsin
2: sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: program brought to you by our good friends over there. New Mail Medical. Treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin. Well beyond the borders as well. And uh, they got it all going on over there. Because uh, if you got ED, the erectile dysfunction, they have a 98% success rate. ninety-eight per, All but guaranteeing the fact that they can help you out. But if you're sluggish, if you're moody, if you're just down right now in the middle of the day, you're like, I could just go to sleep. That could be low T. Could be some low T issues. And all you got to do is call. They can help you out with that. But... Uh, like right now, I'm in the midst of uh, working out and trying to get into a, a better shape. We're heading out to L.A. and, you know, Hollywood. Uh, you want to look a little bit better. You know what I mean? So I'm also doing the All-in-One Weight Loss Program. I got on it about three weeks ago. Down about eight pounds, so I feel pretty good. But uh, get a hold of them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's the New Mill Medical Center. Again, 414-455-4451. and uh, and hit them up. Good, good people over there. Give them a shout. Yeah, we leave for L.A. in uh, 10 days. Heading out to L.A. We're going to be there uh, for the entire week leading up to Super Bowl, bringing you all the uh, sights, the sounds, everything we could possibly bring you. We're going to wait and see what uh, happens as far as Radio Row goes. But Mike and I, uh, Erica, we're all heading out. Uh, We leave uh, a week from Saturday, and uh, the uh, Bill Michael Show will be on the road We will be live from L.A. beginning uh, on, uh, I think it's the 7th, on Monday the 7th of February. We're going to be there. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, Monday the 7th, all the way through the 11th. And then uh, coming back, we're going to be in Chicago. We're going to be in Chicago on the 12th and then uh, back home to catch the Super Bowl. Mike is staying. Mike will be out there. Mike always goes to the game. If the Packers aren't in it, I don't stay for the game. I would much rather be sitting in the friendly confines of my home uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, fire going, whatever I want to eat, sitting there right in front of me, that type of thing. So good, good stuff. Can you send me pictures of the warm weather while you're out there? Uh, I will. Well, we're going to do – and, Ben, we're going to do some stuff – Mike and I, we're going to do uh, – well, you weren't – when we were in Miami a couple of years ago, we didn't go last year, but we were in Miami a couple of years ago. We did a thing because we had rented uh, – every year I rent a house because we don't do the the hotels. I rent a house. It's just easier that way. There's there's four of us going, so I rent a house. And we all travel together. Mike goes one way. We go the other because Mike goes to cover the teams. So Mike will be in one area, we'll be in the other area, and we all just travel, and then at night we all get back together again, and we go out, we do whatever it is we're going to do, whether it's parties or, or you know things that we're going to go see, sightsee, whatever. But we always take a lot of video, take a lot of pictures, and we did a thing called the Penthouse Podcast because we were in the penthouse of this unbelievable condo in Miami that overlooked Biscayne Bay and overlooked Miami beach. It was stunning. So we sat up there and did it and we plan on doing the same thing. We're going to do a podcast, but I think what we're going to do is we might do one with like microphones where we we all sit down and just do a podcast and we'll send you the audio so you can load it. But or we just do a podi- podcast at night and we just talk about the day, not even necessarily football specific, but just about the day sites that we saw things that we saw and we give you kind of a glimpse into what it is we're doing. And we'll put pictures up and post stuff over on Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of stuff and and over on Twitter. But yeah, we try to it's not just about getting interviews, because we'll get some interviews. It's not gonna be the same. It's not gonna be, you know, Hall of Famers walking up and down Radio Row. We're just you're not gonna have that because of COVID and because of the restrictions in LA. But it it really it's we'll just bring you every piece of information you can possibly get regarding the Super Bowl and regarding what it's like to be out there, fans, whatever. So we'll we'll be a part of all of that. We're, we're going to have a good time. And at some point, Ben, you'll have to go with us. Now, the Super Bowl next year is in uh, back in Arizona. And we already have a house booked for that. And then the year after that is in Vegas. So we'll be in Vegas uh, in a couple of years. And we'll try to figure so – I've never done – a uh, covered a game in Vegas, if you will. So that'll be a little bit different. And then the year after that, we're back down in New Orleans. That's voodoo country. Oof. There you go. If the Bengals be make the Super Bowl, can we get some of their all time greats on for you to say sorry for not believing in them? Uh, oh, absolutely. I've, I've already talked to Dan Horde, who's their play by play guy. Um, and I've tried to get a hold of Chris Collinsworth. I worked with uh, Chris and Boomer when I was at WOW in Cincinnati years ago. Before Chris went to Sunday Night Football before Boomer moved back to New York, uh, I, I used to work with both of them. I called both of them. So Boomer's actually been on the show before, so we'll try to get we'll try to get uh, try to get Boomer on the program. but um yeah we'll we'll talk to Dan Hoard. Dave Lapham is great. He used to play on the offensive line for them and uh, and Lap is fantastic. Anthony Munoz, I'm sure he would be out there, one of the all-time greatest tackles to ever play the game. We'll talk with him. So we'll see if we can't touch base with some of these guys. So by all means, yeah, get them back on. Maybe we'll get Stanley Wilson on. Do you remember him? No, the running back that that uh, he he hurt his hamstring by. Um, well, it was reported he did it at practice, but we know the real story because he was dating my cousin's fiance's friend, and uh, was your cousin? My cousin, uh, his my cousin's fiance she worked at a place called Merle Norman in a place called Northgate Mall and she worked which was back then Merle Norman was kind of like where you went in to buy cosmetics and lingerie for women and she worked there with another girlfriend of hers and Stanley Wilson met her friend this girlfriend of hers and they started dating well one night after she got off work and this was like on a on a Wednesday or a Thursday just before the playoffs got here she was uh, they apparently did some things in the parking lot and uh, as he was using the car door for leverage the window gave way and it see how he so-
2: responds to the load
0: yeah and uh, he ended up he ended up uh, pulling his hamstring in the process <laughs> So all of a sudden he showed up on the injury report and they're like, What what happened, Stanley? He's like, Oh man, I was I was working out. I was, you know, coming to coming to practice jogging and we all knew what it was. We were all laughing because he got out of the car, he busted the window. Oh man, I hurt my leg. You know, we all knew what it was. And then it was right after that when they went to the Super Bowl in Miami, the night before the Super Bowl, he'd already had a drug problem they knew about. So everybody was always hands on with him, trying to keep him away from all the temptation. Well, they found him the night before the Super Bowl face down in a mountain of blow. And that was pretty much it for him. But he was a solid running back. He just, he was, he was a head case. He was a problem. Into the drugs, into the lifestyle, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. There you have it. That's uh, Stanley Wilson. Uh <laughs> Mark says, go Cincinnati. I got a lot of friends. I'll tell you this right now. I got a lot of friends that are are rooting. They're already calling, saying, Hey, if we beat Kansas City, you got a room at the house. No. As it is, we only have two bedrooms, so Erica's already sleeping on the couch, and I get the I get the bedroom because I'm paying for it. Mike gets a bedroom because there's two things in the world you don't want to see. Mike uses a CPAP machine, so Mike has his own setup. But we were in San Francisco. You've met Mike, haven't you? You met Mike, oh, Pitt, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 okay. So now you got to picture this, right? So, and I, I hope Mike's listening because he'll die. So we're in, we're in California, we're in Sonoma, California, and we're out there for the Super Bowl. And I rented a house up in Sonoma, and it was this really cool bungalow. And the master bedroom was in the front of the house, and then you went through the kitchen and the dining area and everything, and then the other, ba- uh, the other bedroom was in the back of the house. So Mike had called me, you know, into the, into the bedroom, and he's like, hey, you know, uh, because we had just arrived, and in that climate, there was some ants, and the ants were on the countertop in his bathroom. He said, "Hey, there's some ants back here." I said, "Okay, I saw some ant spray. They kept the ant spray on hand." I said, "I saw some ant spray. I'll come and spray it off." But it was a really cool place. I don't want to downgrade it by saying there were ants. There It was just nobody had stayed there in a while, and they they congregated. So I brought the ant spray, and I walk into Mike's room, and I I kid you not, Mike has the whole headdress for a CPAP machine on. Now you have you ever seen that? No. It's the it's like a giant oxygen mask with straps that go around your head. You can barely see your face. And then it's got the hose. Now the hose attaches to the machine, but Mike had not attached the hose to the machine. So he's walking around with this thing, wearing nothing but tighty whities. When I walked into the room, you've seen Mike. It looked like a giant hairy (laughs) snuffleup. It was just, I walked in. I'm like, Whoa, what, what the, what the hell? (laughs) He's like it's my CPAP machine. I'm like, I had no idea. You scared the hell out of me. <laughs> it was like some kind of a, it was like a porn movie for a snuffleuplous. <laughs> it's just, I walked in like, what the hell? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm in there spraying the ant spray, and he's walking around the room. You know and that that hose, the 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 giant CPAP hose <laughs> is probably about four feet long, and it's just swinging around. I'm like, you better keep your trunk. <laughs> You better keep your trunk off of the countertop in a bathroom or you're going to snort up all of the ant spray. But Mike was wearing just the CPAP machine and Tidy Whitey's. That was it. I can't unsee that. When I die, that will be my burned memory. There's a lot of things in my life I've seen that are really, really good, you know? But seeing Mike in just the uh, the Tidy Whitey's and uh, I think he had a pair of socks on. And. Snuffle level his headgear. Oh my God. It was absolutely the best. It was it's just I'm like, what the hell? Uh, on that note, for those that need to go uh you know wash out their ears, go ahead and do that. We're gonna take a break. We got more of the Bill Michael show next.
2: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I think even sooner than
3: that, I mean, I'd like to, again, be respectful uh, of the organization. Um, I think the the most, you know, one decision that that will be upcoming will be obviously Devontae and his future with the team. Uh, There still is this thing called the franchise tag, um, which I, you know, don't think 17 wants that. (laughs) But... That uh, decision on that I believe is in February, um, and in late February. So I think I think that should be enough time to make a decision um, by then. Um, I don't want to put myself on a specific date, but I, again, I do want to be sensitive to uh, Devontae and many other guys who uh, you know have decisions to make on their own futures, and to drag it out past for would be disrespectful to the organization and to those guys, and that 100% will not happen.
0: There you go. That's Aaron Rodgers talking about what he wants to do, and we will see. Uh, I want to say thanks to our friends at San Giorgio. Uh, Gino and the whole gang down there. Great people. Uh, San Giorgio downtown. They team up the Bill Michaels with uh, the Cider Boys and go in there and get the Bill Michaels pizza. They team it up with the Cider Boys. Oh, good stuff. Enjoy that. Next door is Calderone Club. And you can stop in and get the Bill Michaels there. Now, that is chicken uh, uh, um, Marsala and uh, some spicy penny pasta. Put it all together. Oh, that is so good, too. Good, good stuff. Downtown Milwaukee. And uh, that is our buddy Gino and the gang over at San Giorgio and Calderone Club. You cannot go wrong by any stretch of the imagination. Not one bit. Not one bit. Hey, by the way, also thanks to our friends at the Growth Law Firm, supporting and sponsoring Wisconsin Motorcyclists for over 10 years. And uh, they take care of life's difficulties when you concentrate on just getting back on the road. So uh, get a hold of our friends at Growth Law Firm, G-R-O-T-H, Growth Law Firm. And their staff includes writers, by the way, and a past chapter director for the GWRRA, the Goldwing Writers Association. So uh, they're writers of all types, whether it's Gold Wings, Harleys, you name it. Uh, but growth law firm, they're good people downtown uh, Milwaukee, and they know what it is to be a writer and enjoy yourself. Um, this is from Anthony, who says, uh, thank you very much. I was just sitting down to eat my late lunch. Can't do that. Uh, He said, I've seen Mike Clemens before, and now I can't get that imagery out of my head. Well, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. Good, good stuff. No! No! (laughs) Right? Oh, my God. Uh, This is from Freedom Fighter. It says, hey, Bill, who you got this coming weekend? Uh, I'm going with the home teams. The road teams were winners. I'm going with the home teams. Going with the home teams. Uh, Kansas City and, uh, and L.A. The road teams got the wins. Uh, the only home team to win this past weekend, by the way, was the Chiefs. Uh, and that was uh, an unbelievable game. And and I want to go back to that for just a second. This weekend, regardless of the outcome of the Packers game, okay, and I know it sucked, I, I'm right there with you, but was this not one of the greatest football playoff weekends ever? Ever? Cincinnati wins on a walk-off field goal in Tennessee, nineteen sixteen. The 49ers win on a walk-off field goal in Green Bay. Snowy. The way you wanted at Lambeau Field, in the playoffs. 13-10. to The Rams, in an absolute shootout, Come back. Tom Brady puts up 14 in the fourth quarter, brings him back, takes the ties it up, and then the Rams, Matt, uh, Matt Stafford does what he needs to do, goes downfield, gets the ball in field goal range, and boom, up it goes. Splits the uprights. There you go. How are we looking? 30-27. And then that game in overtime. Patrick Mahomes comes back, takes it. 13, was it 13 seconds or something like that? 13 seconds, ties the ball game up after the Bills took the lead. Ties the game up, gets the game into overtime, hits Kelsey. Next thing you know, bam, 42 36. I mean, you talk about an incredibly, incredibly exciting weekend of football. Oh, my goodness. Just so good. Just so good. Uh, so I can't, uh, I can't wait for this Sunday championship Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. Nathan says, "Bill, I went through my few days of grieving the Packers playoff loss, and now moving on to PGA golf, potential uh, of the Brewers baseball season, and Bucks and Badgers basketball. Time to move on." I would agree with that. I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, football reigns supreme. We're going to be entrenched in that until Super Bowl, and then obviously in ten days we're going to be out there. So, we're going to have a lot of Super Bowl talk and a lot of Packers talk and all that kind of stuff. But the good news was yesterday, yesterday again, Major League Baseball and the Players Association sat, I agree with you, sat down and they started mapping out their plan. And, uh, you know, so it's uh, hopefully going to work itself out. Hopefully. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, it does. But uh, apparently, uh, Major League Baseball is open to pre-arbitration bonuses and such. That's what they ended up coming up with. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you were following this. Speaking of baseball, uh, the woman who fell to her death at Petco Park when holding her toddler last year has been ruled a suicide. Remember that? A woman fell over the railing. With her son, her two-year-old son, Uh, it's been ruled a suicide slash homicide. Raquel Wilkins, 40, and then her son, Denzel Browning Wilkins, about 3.50 p.m. uh, on September 25th as baseball fans were heading into the stadium for the Padres game against the Braves. Uh, The statement said the detectives conducted a thorough and comprehensive investigation that included dozens of interviews, reviewed all the available footage, and collected background information to determine what led to the deaths. It said that the decision was made in consultation with the San Diego County Medical Examiner, uh, but that uh, they wouldn't release any further detail, just that they decided after talking to um, all involved and those witnesses, uh, originally, it was going to be a wrongful death lawsuit on behalf of Wilkins and the and the parents and pending against Petco Park and the city of San Diego and on and on and on. Apparently, um, with when they went back and looked at the video, they're like, "No, she she did this." So that and remember that was a big deal because people were talking at the time about the health and safety inside some of these ballparks and all the problems and such and and uh, yeah, it turned out that no, she. She uh, apparently committed suicide, and in doing so, killed her two-year-old. So they're saying it was suicide slash homicide, and that's what it was. And that's a shame. That's that's a man. That's a hell of a place to go and kill yourself, isn't it? Oh my goodness, how tragic! And then to take your son with you. Just an awful, awful scenario and circumstance. Um, the. Thought of taking a team to Montreal for half of a season, that has been nixed by the Major League Baseball Association. Uh, the owners have said, no, we're not going to do it. And then also, in Triple I don't get it. I don't know why they're doing it, but they are going to robot umpires at home plate in 2022 for A baseball. In all AAA parks, robot umpires have been given a promotion and will be just one step away from major leagues. Major League Baseball is expanding its automated strike zone uh, to AAA, the highest level of the minor league system. MLB's website posted a hiring notice seeking seasonal employees to operate the automated baseball strike system. MLB said it's recruiting employees to operate the system for the Albuquerque Isotopes, Charlotte Knights, El Paso Chihuahuas, Las Vegas Aviators, Oklahoma City Dodgers, Reno Aces, Round Rock Express, Sacramento Rivercats, Salt Lake Bees, Sugarland Skeeters, and Tacoma Rainers. Rainiers. Tacoma Rainiers. So then what happens when the person operating the robot, we get mad at their decisions? Then we get robots to operate the robot? I don't know how this... I don't know how this is all going to... I think it just... If it's in the strike zone, it registers as a strike. If it if it's out of the strike zone, it, it registers as a ball. I don't I don't know. I my that's my assumption. There is no black and white here. It's just it's either over the plate or it's not. So it's wherever it breaks over the plate, wherever it wherever it comes comes over the plate. The, I think the system is set up. I don't specifically, I haven't seen it, but I saw like a, a drawing or a, one of those, what do they call like 3D rendering, so to speak. It sets up over and around the plate, but the parameters are over the plate. If the ball does not cross over the plate, it is not considered a strike. So you know those big benders, those backdoor sliders that start out way on the inside and then they break or kind of around the internal portion of the plate and they back batters off the plate? those are going to be called balls if they if it does not cross the plate it is a ball so we'll see what happens but that's that's what the league has approved so at least they're making some headlines when it comes to major league baseball other than just the fact that bonds and clemens are not making it into the hall of fame at least they're talking and there's some movement right now but if you're going to save spring training pitchers and catchers are supposed to report in about 3 weeks so you're really starting to get to the point where yeah, you got to you got to get the deal done. Stay tuned. Final segment Bill Michael show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael show on the
2: Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers wasting no time in re-signing some of their practice squad players back to the roster, like backup quarterback Kurt Benkert, defensive backs Kavian Ento and Ennis Gaines, linebacker Ladarius Hamilton, and Green Bay native and former Badger offensive lineman Cole Van Lannen. After a couple of days to reflect, Aaron Rodgers opened up on what career options he's considering right now.
3: One thing I would not do, 100% would not do, is retire and then, you know, come back a year later. I don't I don't have any desire to do that. That that makes no sense.
2: Rodgers on the McAfee show says his relationship with the Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst improved during the course of the season.
3: I feel like I'm at I'm at the place relationally with the Packers um, you know, in a really good place, especially with, uh, with Brian and the way our friendship and, and trust has, has grown where it would be a simple conversation and whatever comes out of the conversation is moving forward. There's not going to be any weird, you know, standoff war of silence or anything. It's, you know, Brian and I have had good conversations throughout the year and and when it, you know when it comes time to make a decision, we'll have a we'll have a conversation. It won't be a long, drawn out process. And Matt
2: Lafleur has made it clear he wants Aaron Rodgers back this year. But what about the front office? Mark Murphy, Vice President Russ Ball, or Brian Goodikins? Every every conversation I've been involved in with uh, you know with Goody and Russ and Mark, we're, we're all we're all on the same page there. So there there's no debate. That's Packers head coach Matt Lafleur. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show.
0: Welcome back to the program. Here's something for you. And I have mentioned this before. With a game coming up this week, um, you've got uh, Cincinnati down in in Kansas City and San Francisco over in in L.A. So uh, San Francisco, no big worries there. Kansas City, no big worries there. Cincinnati, who is getting the same weather we are right now. It's not as cold. It's uh, it's in the mid-teens with wind chills right around zero right now from what I'm, I'm seeing. A buddy of mine just texted me. And I've mentioned this before. they're one of the only northern climate teams that does not have Mike Brown, their owner, was too cheap to build an indoor training facility, not even one of those bubbles, not even a bubble he they they everything is outside. so can you imagine getting ready to go to Kansas City to play, which is a, a going to be a warmer game down there this weekend, and you're playing You're practicing all week in this. Now, Matt Laflora said it. Mike Holmgren started it. uh, Mike McCarthy believed in it. So did Mike Sherman. Hell, even Ray Rhodes. You can only do so much outside in this cold for two, three hours before it just becomes... You're going through the motions. You really need to get indoors to go through your game plan. Le- go indoors, but leave the doors open. You can be cold, but go indoors, leave the doors open, take the wind and all the elements out of it, and, and focus on your game plan and getting ready for the game rather than just battling the cold. And that's the only team in a northern climate that does not have, that does not have a practice bubble at all, Nothing. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, and I just uh, texted a buddy of mine who does their broadcast, I think they went to the University of Cincinnati. They put them all on buses because they don't have one of their own. I think they went, because University of Cincinnati does. I think they went to UC today to practice. So it's like a road trip just to be able to practice because your owner's too cheap to build a bubble down there. As much as I would love to see... Cincinnati finally get back to a Super Bowl, and it would be a great story beating the the Chiefs and all that kind of stuff, you know. It, it, it would just, Mike Brown is so cheap. I've always said that he he just will figure out a way to screw his team out of something because he wants to save a buck. So we'll see what happens, but there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670, final segment of the show, only a couple of minutes to go before we get out of here. Back at it again tomorrow. Don't forget, tomorrow night we're going to be down at the Root River Center. In Franklin and uh, right there in front of the bowling alley. So come on by and say hi. We're going to be there for the uh, Bill Michaels huddle tomorrow night. Brought to you by Bud Light. We only have two of them left. Only two of these things left. We're going to be at the New Berlin Entertainment Center, which is the old Kuglitch's Bowl in the bowling alley right there in Cleveland in New Berlin. That's coming up a week from tomorrow, and that'll be our last huddle of the season as uh, things begin to wind down. But uh, really, should be a lot of fun. Uh, coming up tomorrow night, just to look forward to get out and uh, out getting out and doing the broadcast out there. But yeah, swing on by tomorrow night and uh, look forward to seeing you down there. Um, this one is from uh, Anthony, who uh, says, "I would love to see Aaron Rodgers come back. Obviously, it has to be for the right price. There's a lot that has to go into this, but everybody talks about franchising Devontae Adams. I don't think Devontae wants to be franchised. Look what happened to Godwin down in tennis or down in uh, Tampa Bay." They franchise-tagged him. He was pissed off, didn't want to do it, but they did it. They figured for one year, and then we can figure it out, and then he goes down with the ACL. You you just – granted, you'd get $20 million, you know, but that's not what you want. You want a long-term deal. I mean, you could be costing him literally millions if you choose not to go in that direction. You just – millions. I mean if he would go say Devontae gets franchised and goes down with a, a a season ending injury like that, loses a step, loses a little leap ability, never is the same player, and now you're expecting him to come out of that injury into the suppose he uh loses the knee in November next year and you franchise tag him. Well, he's not even going to be, first of all, he's a free agent. He's not going to get that, that kind of money on the open market. Secondly, he's not even available to the team that picks him up until most likely November the following year, which means he's really not going to be good to you until the second year of that deal. It just diminishes your money so much. It guarantees you're going to be paid top five uh, out of that position in all of football. You're going to make a lot of money, but it, you lose so much money. So much money you leave on the table because of it. So much money. So let's, let's hope it doesn't come to, he's not going to be happy. I, uh, he may come back and play for that, but I, he's not going to be happy about it. Not at all. Not at all. It doesn't diminish a guy once they're on the football field and they're trying and they're, they're going against the guy across from them. But as far as in the locker room, work ethic and practice attitude around the building, it, it, you don't want to do that. You don't, don't want to do that. You don't you that think football. that would piss Rodgers off too? Well, I the way Rodgers talked in that McAfee interview, he's like, well, you know, and then we'll see, you know, what they do with Devontae. And there's always the franchise. To, Rogers, I th- it almost was like Rogers, like, well, if they got to keep him that way, I'm good with that. You know, because he'll still feed him the football. He'll still make his money. He'll still get his pay. But it, it was it was almost. The way he said it sounded somewhat selfish. Like he's here for me, you know. I don't know. Oh, I kind of we'll heard more... it as he didn't want the Packers. Well, I don't to think. Franchise I, no, him. I don't think he wants them to franchise. I think he kind of laughed about it and said, "Yeah, Devontae doesn't want that," and he's right. No player wants to be franchise tag. But as far as the playability and, and keeping the team together, if that's the last resort then i think rogers would say hey for one year and then i'll get in the ball and we'll make a lot of money the next year all right that's it time for us to get out of here another good one today, boy thanks for all the participation over on the bud light live stream really really good stuff for everybody today time for us to go have a going
2: the bill michaels show podcast listen rate
1: subscribe